Hello, everybody. I am Blaze Seifer, and this is the Seifer's Scoop podcast. It's nice to be back on the airwaves again after taking roughly two months off during winter break. While all students are remote this term, the Middlebury campus is still bringing fresh content to the site, publishing two editions, one on January 28th and the other on February 4th. This is the ninth episode of the Seifer Scoop podcast that I've produced at Middlebury and the 18th episode overall. If you are looking to burn time, I suggest you check out the other episodes that I've released, which can be accessed either through the Middlebury campus's website or on Spotify. Without further ado, I'm really excited to welcome Nate Mould to the podcast today. Nate is a junior at Middlebury from Birmingham, Michigan, and he's here to chat about the squash team, how COVID has affected squash, and what he's been up to at home during winter break. So Nate, thanks so much for joining the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I've listened to a few episodes from the past semester and I uh, really enjoyed them. So excited to be here and represent uh, Mitch Wash. Awesome. I appreciate that. So before we get into the episode, why don't you talk to me just a little bit about your winter break? What have you been up to and, and what's been going on in Michigan? So yeah, it's been a pretty quiet here in Michigan. Uh, just been catching up on sleep. Um, since I elected to do a, a remote semester in the fall, I uh, decided to do a, uh, a pretty busy semester in terms of uh, course load. I took four classes, the usual, um, but I also took a class at the Millbury Institute in Monterey. So it was, it was a bit heavier. Um, and then I also did a part-time internship uh, through the study abroad department because I was supposed to go abroad this past fall, but obviously it's COVID. Right. Where were you, where were you going to go? Uh, I was actually going to uh, head to Madrid, but um, so yeah, I did an internship with um, a, an IR think tank in uh, Argentina, which was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm actually myself considering studying abroad in Madrid, so we might have to have a chat about that <laughs> aside. Um, and so you mentioned you were completely remote for the fall, so talk to me about that. I mean, was it tough to have all your classes on Zoom um, yeah, just in general, d- describe that experience. I think uh, I was fairly lucky because I was able to find four classes um, that I was super interested in. Um, and then obviously those courses at the Middlebury Institute, which aren't typically offered, which was just an op- awesome opportunity. Um, so yeah, I, I thought I was, um, it was a fairly good semester for me. Um, and I, I, I did my best to keeping uh in check with the team and uh yeah (laughs) right and and so you are you going back to campus uh for for the spring semester or or what's that looking like yes yeah um yeah I think in retrospect um I think it was still a good decision for me to stay home in the fall but yeah I'm missing the guys too much missing my friends Um, so yeah I'll I'll be going back in a few weeks awesome so to jump into the podcast, I'm, I'm curious how you first, you know, got into squash. Um, and so I was wondering, you know, if you could talk to me about your roots with the sport, because it's definitely not the most popular. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan myself, but it doesn't necessarily, you know, garner the hype that, you know, a football or a soccer might. So how did you find, find squash and, and what made you get into it? Sure. Um, so my family moved to Michigan from D.C. when I was five. Um, and my, my mom had played varsity tennis in college. So I kind of grew up playing, um, racket sports just naturally. Um, 
And so I, I played tennis and squash growing up. I quickly realized that I was much better at squash than I was tennis. Um, <laughs> and so I started playing tournaments when I was pretty young. Um, you know, took lessons with the, the coach at my club and then, you know, started to take it more seriously as I got into high school and then eventually found my way to Millbury. Right. And so talk to me a little more about high school and club or is it common for players to do both or when you enter high school, is that the sole focus? I'd say it's more a focus if you're on the East Coast, because um, it's just more common for high schools to have a varsity squash program. Um, I actually started a club team at my school, but we didn't have courts. So I I played um, through my through my club and then I would travel alone. Um, So I didn't really get that a team environment that I, that I knew I wanted in college. Right. Um, and also just curious about, you know, how you ended up at Middlebury um, before we get there. I mean, was playing collegiately always a goal of yours or, or when did that goal um, sort of come into focus? Yeah. Um, I think as uh, I grew older in high school, I kind of knew I wanted to play in college because I hadn't gotten that experience in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, my mom, really would always tell me about uh, her awesome experiences with her team um, in college. So I kind of knew I wanted to play. Um, And then, you know, I toured colleges during my junior year, pretty normal, um, met with the coach at Middlebury, Mark Lewis. um, And I remember walking out of the meeting and telling my dad, like, I'd love to play for this guy, but I'm not sure I'll be able to just because the team had been historically, you know, very good. Um, And so uh, I eventually sent in my grades and my transcript um, and some standardized testing to him over the summer Mm -hmm. for pre-read, which went well, but that obviously doesn't, you know, guarantee that you'll get a spot. Um, And so I went to a camp, a uh, like a recruiting camp at Williams, and he was there and I think we really, you know, hit it off there. I think um, that's where I, th- I really came onto his radar. Right. Uh, but even then I-, I got the offer to play at Middlebury quite late. Um, I think it was early October for a November 1st deadline. So um, <laughs> not giving you much time, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, once I got the offer, I immediately, uh, you know, told my parents and we booked a weekend up in Millbrae, um, did an overnight with the team and just knew it was the right place for me. So, Right. You, you mentioned that rapport with the head coach, uh, like talking to him at the Williams camp. Um, talk to me a little more about what stood out about Middlebury, though. And I, I love asking people this question because it brings me back to my days, you know, of looking at colleges. <laughs> So, so was it the aesthetic beauty? Talk to me more about, you know, the kids on the team and what you were attracted to on that front and, and just in general, why Middlebury? Sure. Um, so I had done a, a few overnights at a, a few other NESCACs um, just because I was, you know, looking generally at the NESCACs. Um, and I hadn't really gotten a great read on, you know, any of the schools that I, I did that overnight with. Um, Mm-hmm. But when I when I did the overnight at Middlebury, I really felt the team, you know, provided a welcoming environment. I was quite quiet <laughs> coming in, um, and so they really engaged me. Um, 
and I think, you know, it was really telling that they were hanging out after practice. Um, they got dinner together as a team and that, you know, that didn't necessarily happen at other schools. Um, so I think that's what, that's what ultimately sold me on Middlebury. Awesome. Love it. And, and now that you're at Middlebury, you're a junior now, so you have a few years under your belt. And I'm really interested in what your experience at the school has been like. So why don't you start by describing a team? I mean, if I'm an outsider and I go, you know, shadow you guys for a day, what are the team dynamics that I'm going to witness? And what sort of words am I going to use to describe the team? Sure. Um, so I think we have a, a fairly relaxed, but um, obviously dedicated uh, team you know, the captains and coaches aren't going to force you to go down to the courts, do a solo hit or schedule some time with them to do uh, like a technical session or a movement session. Um, so it's all um, it's all coming from the individual. Um, but w- when you're at practice or, you know, in a match, you're going to give it your all because, you know, uh, your, your teammates have your back and are doing the same. Um, so I, I think I've been incredible lucky with the seniors who who graduated this past year um because they provide such a great uh team environment mm-hmm. each bringing their own uh their own thing to the team um so i hope to I hope to be able to do that next uh, next year awesome yeah and, and another uh, another thing i'm really interested in talking about is just some of your favorite memories with the team i love asking you know interviewees on the super Scoop podcast about this because i've heard some great stories no no pressure um but but does anything come to mind when i ask you about you know best moments favorite moments with the team can i give two sure absolutely all right um so the first one that springs to mind is uh wondering my freshman year i was playing uh number nine at the time and i think we were on the, uh, the program's longest win streak. We've only been a varsity sport since uh, for like 10, 15 years. So we're relatively new at Middlebury. Um, and we, we had reached our program win streak, which I think was eight. And we were headed to Harvard to play Brown. Um, so a neutral site. And I remember we, in the first few rounds of matches, uh, we went up like, four two or four one and you only need five matches because it's a best of nine um and so we just we struggled to get that last point up on the board and i remember watching the final two matches it was jack kagan a junior on one court and he was down to love and it, it didn't look so great in the third game and i thought all right all the marbles have to be with uh with their uh, number one uh freshman and, but, uh, you know, Jack Kagan, he played an unbelievable third and fourth game, somehow pulled it out of the bag. Um, he just was hitting, like, playing a super great lob drop game. He was just absolutely gassed, but he somehow kept walking <laughs> around the court. Um, and I think he went down in the fifth game, like 10-8, 10-7. So he had to save a few match points. And he went straight through winning like five points in a row and we rushed the court. We were, we were extremely happy. We had beaten um, Brown, but, you know, more importantly, I think we had uh, beaten this like program win streak. Um, right. And then I think in a very similar uh, instance at nationals this past year, we played uh, the Naval Academy 
in the, uh, the semifinals of the C division. Um, and we had just been destroyed by them earlier in the season. Uh, we lost 8-1, and it really was not a tight match. I think we were missing um, one guy, but, you know, even then, it, it just wasn't as tight as we thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we actually reversed a few results, um, and I reversed. I was one of those uh, players who did that. I had lost in four games to this to this guy um, earlier in the season at Navy, but then at Nationals, I played probably the best match of the season uh, individually, and um, was able to pull out pull it out in five, which I think was a surprise for myself and the team. Yeah, um, and so we ended up winning five four and pulling off the biggest upside of the year for us. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I feel like Alex might have told me about that story too. And it just goes to show, you know, how special a moment that was. I love, you know, you you flipping that, you know, 4-0 defeat into a win. That's amazing. Right, yeah. Um, it's, it tells something about, you know, the, the ability of the coaches and just individual determination there. Um, awesome. And, and I'm also just curious, you know, what does the squash team add to your experience at Middlebury? You know, is it this built-in support system, um you know is it is it just a channel for you to 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 get a break from from the demands of of coursework or or what is it I think it was especially important freshman year um because I hadn't had that that uh team experience and you know obviously coming to college was a big change for me um and so it was like this this constant in a very you know in a changed environment for me. Um, and the te- the upperclassmen were extremely helpful uh, throughout my first semester. Um, so that really, uh, you know, aided me. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think what's, uh, as I mentioned previously, you know, what's really telling is that they spend, that we spend time outside of, you know, scheduled practice um, to hang out with each other. Um, you know, we'll just watch a movie on a weekend or, uh, just, you know, hang out and en- enjoy each other's company. Um, and so I think I've been extremely lucky to find that in Millbrae. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, great. So uh, I would like to transition into the present and talk about, you know, what's in store for Middlebury squash as we contender continue to, you know, meander in this unknowing time. So as we look forward to the, the spring semester, which you're, you're going back, what, what is to be expected from the squash team? Are, do you know, you know what your schedule is going to look like? Are you training normally? Are you going to be able to play any matches? You know, just in general, what's, what's it look like for the spring? Yeah, um, I think there were some, some ideas that we would come back and, and play some matches in the spring. But, uh, you know, our season's usually during – uh, the winter, so mostly during J term, but obviously we didn't get that uh, this year. Um, but that's not going to be the case, actually. Um, so I think we're just going to do the usual practices. Um, you know, we'll go back in phases uh, with Millbury. I think phase one, we can't necessarily get on court, but we can do outside, um, you know, outside exercising. Um, and then there are two parts of phase two, if I if I remember this correctly, um, during the first 
part we can get on court and just do some solo work do do some uh you know get our movement back um always the most difficult part of the uh of exercising and um then in the second part of phase two we can actually get on court with someone else and do some drilling um though i don't know uh whether that's you know going to be six feet apart or whether we'll actually be able to play some games right and and you know in general is most of the team coming back for the spring you know is a good portion taking it off what's that dynamic look like at least from the men's team, I think everyone but one person is uh, is coming back. Uh, oh, wow. Do you want the name? Awesome. That's that's pretty good. I know there are other teams such as, you know, the women's soccer team. I know that a lot of sophomores my age are, are not coming back. If, if I'm correct, there's only one or two girls, sophomore girls who are coming back. So it's, it's interesting, you know, how it can differ by a team. But I guess it makes sense. You know, if one domino falls, the rest fall, you know. Yeah. Um, I think a few guys are staying off campus, but okay. the majority of the team's coming back. Um, not sure what the case is for the women's team, but I think, you know, I was kind of surprised um, to see most of the team coming back for the spring. But um, yeah, excited, excited to come to campus in a few weeks. I'm sure. Yeah. So you weren't there in the fall. So uh, I'm sure, I mean, I know you've probably talked to friends and you know what to expect, but is there, you know, that unknowing um, that that's kind of scaring you a little bit? (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Um, You know, that's part of the reason why I didn't go to campus in the fall, but obviously the school has done such an incredible job, um, you know, with only a few cases. So I think that's really um, put some confidence in me for the spring. Um, yeah. And as you prepare, you know, to return in the spring, I'm, I'm curious what you've been doing at home, um, in Michigan have, have the coaches, you know, given you guys a a plan of, uh, of exercises to follow, or have they kind of just given you free reign or, or what's that look like? Yeah. Um, so I'd during the fall, um, I was recovering from an injury and so I'd say that was very much individual is a bit more difficult to stay engaged with the team um, because I was doing mostly PT and then just some strength training on the side. Um, but in the, in the past few weeks, I've been able to get on court and I'm almost you know, back to 100%. Um, and uh, as for the team, um, yeah, they've provided us with some guidance. I think, you know, it's difficult because um, squash courts aren't necessarily open everywhere. I'm lucky enough to have my courts locally be open, um, but I don't think that's the case for you know the guys in New York City or Boston. Um, right, and how do you improvise if you don't have courts open, or, or is the best option <laughs> just like, you know, do any everything else besides, you know, hitting the court? Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, it's a lot, uh, just like running on the treadmill or doing intervals on the bike. Um, if you want to stay in the sh- in shape, um, obviously squash is, you know, a, a bit different in terms of the, the movement patterns you're doing. Um, you know, it's a bunch of lunges. And uh, so, it, I, you know, it's, it's a lot of legwork. Um, mm-hmm. And the coaches have kind of provided us with bands and other things to, you know, keep up our, um, keep up our strength. But um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's, as organized as it would be during a normal J term, you know, the height of our season. So. Right. 
Yeah, well, you know, whatever the spring holds, I, I do wish you the best of luck. Like I said, I, I'm not going to be returning to campus, but I'll, I'll be at home and, and I'll still be producing this podcast and keeping tabs on how everything's going. Um, but yeah, Nate, thank you so much, you know, for coming on the Seaver Scoop podcast. I really do appreciate it. And, and I hope, you know, you as the audience um, uh, liked learning about, you know, what's been going on with some of our athletes in the off season. Um, so again, Nate, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, you have heard the scoop from Nate Mole, a junior at Middlebury on the men's squash team. Thank you so much, as always, for supporting the See for Scoop podcast. I'm really excited to continue bringing episodes to the podcast in 2021. The next time I'll see you is next Thursday, when I bring to you an episode with a member of the women's hockey team. Till then, stay well and go Panthers.